What's up? It's that time again, and we're back here in Porchville. Hope all you lovely folks out there are doing wonderful as always. Big shout out to the folks at Hellfire Radio. If you're listening, much love to you. Keep up the uh, subscribing and sharing the uh, information about the website, PorchvillePod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Most importantly, though, subscribe to us. Wherever wherever you go and, and listen to podcasts at, subscribe, and uh, we will love you long time. Tonight, it's a, it's a brand new show, episode 17, and for the first time, in the chair to my left is the first lady of the porch, my lovely wife, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Make Hello. sure you go ahead and get right up on that thing. I'm on it. There you go. I'm on it. How you doing? I'm doing good. Talk a little more, more into it. You need to bring bring it up. Bring it up. There you go. Bring it up. Just like that. How you doing? Doing good. So doing good. you actually asked me the other day, like, you know, think i want to try hosting an episode with you i did i brought it up i yeah. know it was it, i think it's a fantastic idea so do i <laughs> 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 and then i was trying to get out of it earlier yeah yeah it's trying to bring joe into it yeah i'm like well are you sure joe joe could do it joe could do it but no i think i think you i think you're gonna do just fine, fine. so tonight we got with us very funny mr daniel biddle Mr. Biddle, how you doing? Pretty good, man. How's it going? Good, good. So we, uh, you're one of the guys we 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 met at the High Dive show here in Gainesville. Yep. And uh, saw your set that night. Laughed my ass off. Had a fucking blast. <laughs> and uh, man, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about you in general. Like your your set is very. Uh, like you just put it out there. Yeah, put, yeah. Put the whole world out there. Pretty much, man. Whether it's like my genetic disorder or what I do for a job as far as teaching, like pretty much me is a hundred percent of my set. Yeah, I loved it. I loved Thanks, it. Man. And so I know you were talking a little bit about the genetic disorder the other day on, on Facebook. You yeah. know, we're friends on Facebook. So um how how did you get to a point where you were comfortable putting that in the act or was that just a no brainer? It kind of was just a no-brainer just for the fact that, like, when you have something like, like Marfan, it's a connective tissue disorder, Marfan syndrome, so it affects the way you grow. Like, my entire life growing up, people made fun of the fact that I have a caved-in chest yeah. or pedis discavius. Isn't that what Mick so, Mars has, too? Molly Crew? Maybe. I think. Possibly. One in a thousand people have Marfan syndrome. Like, it's not as rare as people think, oh, but just because, like, not everyone has, like, the caved-in chest, yeah. some people just don't realize they have it. That's wild. But, um, but yeah, so I've, I was made fun of that my whole life so it was just one of those things like eventually when i started doing comedy it was kind of almost like um kind of like how hip-hop artists if they're going against each other they'll start rapping yep. about their shortcomings first just so i can take it off the table that was the famous scene from eight mile exactly when so b, b rabbit or p rabbit i can never remember that yep so like anytime people try to roast me one thing they never go for is my marfan because i've right. already taken it off the table yeah i do it every goddamn week and you guys the the scene in Gainesville seemed to be pretty awesome because I mean I you'd posted some pictures and, mm. and you guys were doing like a roast and shit and just a bunch of comedians hanging out. Like, oh yeah, that looks like a terrifying situation to be in. <laughs> like, that that's got to get pretty pretty ruthless, I'd it, imagine. It, it, it it's insane. It's <laughs> fucking insane. It's like I love you, but I'm gonna say every little thing to tear you down as a person. 
Do you guys do these regular or, or just, I, is it just for usually fun? Usually it's if someone's leaving or if there's like a big holiday. Like Christmas, we're going to roast each other. Nice. Because, um, you know, Christmas love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, Or if someone's leaving. Like the hallmark of someone leaving is we'll do a roast in their honor and That's there's awesome. a, the big person that we're going to roast. Very cool. Yeah. So you do a lot of comedy here in Gainesville. Where? How did you end up in Gainesville? Are you from here? No, I was actually born and raised in Palaka, which Palaka. is like forty-five minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that uh-huh. yes, it's true. Like, it's, yeah, it's Native American for cattle crossing because even cows know like eat, take a shit, and get the fuck get out. Get the like, fuck it's out. Not. <laughs> I love it. It's a small town, yeah. but there's nothing going on. No. There's nothing going on. So yeah, so I had like just got out of a divorce um, after being with someone for like a decade and just didn't know Ooh. what I was gonna do with my life. Yeah, so uh, I was like, well, let me go like. Try to do comedy or something. Try to do comedy. Yeah, like some some of your lowest moments. You're like, let me go try to make yeah. people laugh. Yeah, like literally just dealing with depression, and it was actually like my best friend um, Jen. She was like, you know, you're always telling stories at at the school. Like, you should just do that on stage. I'm like, what? And then she's like, no, all the crazy shit that happens that you like retell to all of us, you should definitely just do that on stage. So you were a teacher before you ever got into yeah. comedy. Yeah, I was a teacher for two years before I started doing wow. comedy. Yeah, I imagine there's a wealth of material that comes out of a classroom a proverbial gold jesus <laughs> i mean kids say the darndest things oh, I, I can only imagine nowadays oh dude i had a crazy experience this week this week i was teaching um for reading we, we all week we did martin luther king yeah. so we did the whole freedom riders thing and everything um and so like monday and tuesday we're going through his life and everything and then um Tuesday, we're, we started tackling selma and then there was a picture in one of the packets of someone getting water hosed yeah and I'm like, they're like, oh, why are they playing in the water? I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's, let me explain let's talk this. about so this. You, so you have to break it down for them and let them know. And this is horrifying. Like, yeah, people's skin came off. Like some people yeah. died from this. And they're like, oh, my God. And when we get through, we get through his life. The fact that he got the civil rights passed. I think we're on a good note. But then they go into the next classroom, which is like a small group reading thing. So they're away from me. I have five kids that I'm teaching in my classroom. My students in the other room just walk in there and go, guess what we learned in Mr. Bill's class today. <laughs> the police really hate black people. <laughs> like I don't Christ. know if you know this, and she, they just point at the, like one of the uh, black teachers and go, "They really hate black people." <laughs> oh my! Yes. God. Not taking away the time frame. How how little? How? Oh, they're seven and eight. And, oh, and the man. thing so you're is, teaching like yes, and only and only two, no, three kids in my class right now are white because of the way they zone in Putnam County. They do it by. Um, they technically do it by income, but they mm-hmm. do it in a certain very gerrymandered man. However, that word said. I think it's gerrymandered. Gerrymandered. There, there you go. go. They do go it. That. They do it in that way to where you, it's basically segregated. Wow. So like, yeah. So it like it's real to them, and they're just like, yeah, no, they. And it's like on one hand, you're like, I mean, you're not too far off, but you're too young for me to play NWA for you. <laughs> right. Like, you're not ready for the, the history yeah. lesson of fuck the police. Like. <laughs> It's those moments where you're like, yeah, no. I was, I was 13 the first time I heard NWA. Yeah, I think I was about that age. Blew no, my fucking no, mind. I was nine. I was nine. My my stepsister showed it to me. She brought it. She brought a tape down from Michigan. Mm. It was like, listen to this. Next thing you know, I'm listening to the Chronic by Dr. Dre, and man, just. See, Loved it. my family was the only white family in a housing complex. <laughs> so that's the thing is like I, I teach at a, a school where I'm one of the only, you know, white people they interact with, but right. yet I grew like all their parents know me. Yeah. I was married to, you know, a, a pastor of most of them, uh his daughter. So mm. it's like that's just spittle. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's spittle. Like, yeah. So that's yeah. wild though. 
And it's good. You know, you grew up in that environment. And you're, you know, in that environment. It's got to be a lot you can lend to it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just about trying to help, you know, everyone break whatever barriers. Because a lot of it is income. Like, even the, the, yeah. the two white kids I have, like, they're going through the same exact problems that every other right. student is going through. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It, it's right, right now a together. lot of, yeah, exactly. A lot of the shit that's going on right now is just income based. Like, yeah. you, you got to get out of whatever you're in. Well, and I noticed um, through Facebook the uh, the march over there to Tallahassee. Yep. That was wild. I'm that sitting here insane. going, what can I talk to this guy about? And, and we got comedy. We got a march on Tallahassee. I mean, there's tons of shit going on. So yeah, dude. tell me about that. Like, I, I want to know more about okay. the whole reason you went up there and what you guys are fighting for. All right. So basically right now they're redoing all their plans for as far as budgeting, how they're going to pay teachers, how they're going to pay school associates, the, the, the whole nine as yeah. far as budgeting, as far as school um, allocation and that is concerned. What um, Ron DeSantis has proposed right now is he's proposing like a billion dollar bill, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, most of his Republican senators right now say they're not going to pass it. But still, huh. what he's proposing would start um, an increase in starting teacher wages to 47000 So it would be a $10,000 a year increase from what we have now. The problem is it's only starting teachers. Oh, shit. No, so like, like, all the guys that are established already all that have been teaching. Would be fucked. It would still be at our $37,000. That's, like that's like trying to pull some yes. shit like, uh, like, like the cable companies. Exactly. Give and you $199 for yep. the first two years for new well, customers. Or and that's like them upping the minimum wage. And yes, that's great because you can up the minimum wage but it doesn't up everyone else's wages yeah, exactly it's the same kind of thing it's, it's, exactly that's the, exactly like so you, someone fresh out of college oh man this is a great opportunity for you yeah but someone who you know even the other teachers who've been given us 15 20 years they're just hitting that same pay yeah that these brand new teachers are so getting. why don't they disperse it better, like more equally or is that what you guys are kind of fighting that's for? exactly that's what we're fighting for right. and it um, makes sense yeah, yeah. I've said forever you guys are like way underpaid. I actually, oh, yeah. a friend of mine um, went to UF mm -hmm. uh, and I was up here working like restaurant jobs around yeah. the same time and she got a teaching degree mm -hmm. and what she was going to be started out at at the time was less than I was making yep. as a GED graduate. Absolutely. Um, running a restaurant here in Gainesville by like a couple thousand a, a year. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like it's comedy originally was that hobby to kind of help me out with stress, yeah. but it quickly became a, Hey, you know, this is actually allowing me to survive <laughs> because the school income is just not enough. Right. So yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. Well, in my, I, I mean, we have, we have teachers in our family and everything. And I mean, we all say the same thing. I mean, some of the shit we've heard from them, it, it it's crazy. Yeah, and the, the amount of money you guys got to put into it for yourself. Uh, I mean, plus the fucking, you know. And I'm, I'm not going to ask you to jump out and throw out any crazy, you know, asshole kid stories specifically. Oh, I got amazing. I'm, ones. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but I mean, I've heard a ton of them from yeah. from friends and family that are teachers. That it just floors me. Like, how yeah. the fuck well, are these kids so entitled and these parents so entitled and <sighs> it's not even just that like the the thing the big thing that we were protesting for was the fact that um under the new plan there's zero raises for cafeteria workers bus drivers um school Man, secretaries you got it you got to hook the lunch lady all up. those all those people who are already under poverty fucking a. most of them are making minimum wage 
Really? Yeah. That's like crazy. Teacher aides, they're usually bringing home about 800 bucks. See, Damn. And, and every two weeks. Me as a parent, like, you're taking my kid for six hours a day. You should get paid. Yeah. <laughs> like you have my it's, kids. You are you are you know when I'm here with them by myself, I feel like I should be getting paid. That's how it, you know, it, what absolutely. the fuck? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it's, you guys should definitely I mean Well, and it's just about making sure that investment's there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Making right? sure that you don't have people who deal with the next generation of students getting food stamps. Yeah. Like yeah. you know right. what I'm saying? Or or in like my instance with uh Marfan syndrome, even though I have health insurance it's still so expensive with the co-pays because the insurance plans are so bad yeah i can't afford to go get checkups right damn yeah like i could have a ticking time bomb in my chest with my aorta i have no idea that's wild but you can't afford to actually go get those things done because look, so look at the way it's set up that's crazy man was the protest also about not just equal or pay raises or or pay um for teachers and the surrounding, you know, all the support staff and everything else. But was it also about funding for oh, absolutely. the actual schools? School or is infrastructure that more local? was a, no school infrastructure was a big thing because okay. there's a lot of schools that are built in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties in yeah. in, you know, Florida, especially like right. my school was I think built in the nineteen sixties. Um and yeah, like those are not built to withstand you know the more chaotic storms we're having they're not built to withstand school shootings my my room is literally windows on two sides all the way down wow so if someone wanted to shoot it they literally would just walk down and they would have wow. free range free range free range and it's so, sad because i'm sure you've thought of that these days oh you, you can't yeah. help but to with all okay, with right. all the shootings that are out there you you literally if you're if you're a teacher you have to like ask that question yourself when you pull in like all right is this going to be the day and are, am i willing to you know wow you know, I, that uh, whew, man, you you can't like that's the thing that's you like, can't, that you can't get around it. when somebody it's, like you yeah. says that. You but know? It's, it's the truth. I don't though. think I've ever. And like I said, I have a lot of friends and family that are that are teachers, and I don't think I've ever actually asked that question. But it's frightening to receive that answer. You have to because if you don't like, and you get put in that situation, like you have to be the one to get those kids out of that situation yeah. or through it in some way. Wow. So you you, that's a question you, you either you grapple with or you shouldn't be doing that job, right? Regardless right. of the pay. Yeah, that's wild. That is that is, man, that's crazy that you got to you know to deal to have to just deal with that going to work every day. Now I work in a place that, that. has chemicals. You know, yeah. we, we I work in the chemical industry, and mm -hmm. uh, you know we, the Homeland Security comes in and checks the place you know regular and stuff like that like they want to make sure everything's on the up and up based yeah, on absolutely. what we have yeah and i i guess you know i i could look at it like hey there could be given the fact that homeland security takes an interest in us i guess mm -hmm. they, you know somebody could come in there one day with some nefarious reasons but to deal with it like you guys do in where your you face, see it like so often every that's, day. that's the part where it kind of scares you because you keep seeing it yeah you're like Ooh. Well, then you guys are doing the drills. Yeah, so oh, absolutely, yeah. all the time, it, all the time. But then you're 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 doing the drills, so you're going through it. So now it's in your head, and you're playing it even more back. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, I get the Alice drill notifications on my phone like every you know every few weeks. It mm -hmm. seems it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, comedy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's why. That's why. Honestly, like people, like I do comedy because there's there's a lot of like really great beautiful moments in teaching but there's also a lot of great dark ones where it's like whoo 
I need an outlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I need to I need to laugh. I can imagine. So. So you think with comedy are are you content doing it like you're doing or is this something that you want to you want to take further or where it's, do you see it going? It's definitely something I want to take further. I don't know if I ever want to like completely encompass what I do to where I'm like not teaching at all anymore, right. but I would take like maybe one or two years off to really pursue comedy. So see. that's the passion is teaching. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, comedy that was just that like that release and, and the ability to be heard and have people go wow you know what like you live a really crazy life yeah but i get it yeah you know that that's a really cool experience oh yeah it's funny when i i had to pull up you know some of your videos just doing the research and stuff like that yeah absolutely and so looked it up on youtube and and one of the one of the first ones was, I guess, the High Dive show. But it was a High Dive show from, like, July. Okay. Or something. Yeah, one of the earlier but ones. But some of the skits, I was sitting there, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just like, absolutely. oh, my gosh, that's so funny. You know, or <laughs> even with the, oh gosh, I don't even want to butcher it, but so I'm just going to ask you to say it. Okay. <laughs> so the the kid with the pushing you away. And then felt the the whole much okay okay <laughs> yeah All right. like that was just so, like yeah an, oh okay so like four four weeks before the end of school last year and this is like up to a certain point a hundred percent true. Um, as far as him discovering and all that, that's that's true. Where I like veer off is the origin story in that bit, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm standing over this student and, he, and he's doing his math. I'm like, yeah, but you got to carry the two. And he goes, yeah, but Mr. Biddle, and he reaches around and puts his hand in my chest, which I have a caved in chest. There's, you know, a, it's like a negative B. It's like a negative B cup. <laughs> um, to, to illustrate it for the listeners. Um, so he like feels it. And he's like, Oh, Mr. Biddle, you got a hole in your chest. And the kid sitting right next to him sees it. And he's like, you do have a hole in your chest. Right. And then the entire class is staring at me and I'm like, guys, no, it's, 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 it's a shallow crater. It's not a bottomless chasm. <laughs> <laughs> and one kid without missing a beat just like, yo, Mr. Biddle, that's not shallow. <laughs> How'd you get like that? And then I explain that it's a genetic disorder. I'm like, you know, your genes can mutate when you're developing and it affects the way you grow. And they're just like, oh, so you're like an X-Men. <laughs> exactly like an X-Men. Do you, ever, do you ever try to run some bits on some of the kids at, at school? No, but they try to run bits on me do now they? that yeah, now that they know like that I do comedy. Nice. Cuz their parents like will have me on Facebook and they're like, "Oh, look what Mr. Biddle's doing." So like <laughs> now they know. I have this one kid and I taught her in kindergarten and now she's in second grade and I teach her for intervention. She comes to me like maybe an hour a day. And every now and then she'll just come to me and be like, "Yo, Mr. Biddle." All right, you see a woman and a baby. Who do you hit first? Yes. And I'm like, waiting a second. I'm like, what in the world? And she goes, no, I see. I would hit the brakes. I don't know what took you so long to answer, <laughs> but I'd have hit the brakes. You got problems, Mr. Biddle. Yeah. And then like one time she came up to me and she's like, Mr. Biddle, what's red and bad for your teeth? A brick. <laughs> and these are little second graders. The, the, she's like, seven. And she looks wonderful. cute, innocent, has a cute, innocent name I can't divulge for you know <laughs> reasons. But like, yeah, I'm just like, whoa, girl, you are savage. But it's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, get three minutes together. We'll go on the road. That's hilarious. Yeah, I would imagine that just being around the kids all day uh, would definitely give you plenty of material. You never, oh, yeah, never run out of shit there. Jesus. <laughs> So I know a little, uh, recently you, you were up there in uh, New Orleans doing comedy. Yeah, I did one show there, and I was also there with my girlfriend because she had uh, four burlesque shows there. Yeah. 
So yeah. Well, it, it I, I saw the pictures, man. I love New Orleans. It's one of my favorite Dude. places I've never been. The roads are shit, but the the sites are beautiful. Yeah. Like the roads are terrible because it's all below sea level. Right. So like I was like, is this because of Katrina? And people that were there like, no, they've always been shit. <laughs> like I thought Palaka roads were bad. Like potholes everywhere. No, this is like a whole nother level. Like there's levels to this game. New Orleans wins. That's wild. Um, no, it's it's beautiful out there though. And it's uh, so beautiful. Do you see? Do you have any other places that you're going to be trying to go and, and do act, do comedy and stuff? Uh, I'm going to try to this summer. I will really want to try to do a tour of Florida. Yeah. I want to try to just go all the way around, like go all the way down to close to Miami. I can book, and then all the way up, you know, Tampa, Pensacola, and then back around Jacksonville and come back down to Gainesville. Like, I want to try to just go around it. Good little summer tour. Yeah. Any any I, places on that itinerary that are book. must 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 hits? I don't know. Do you have any that you think would be good? I have no I, idea. I know Orlando I, has a I, <laughs> comedy scene, Fort Lauderdale. I have literally been into comedy for a couple months. I mean, oh, I've, I've, I've been a huge fan of comedy, stand-up comedy forever. Yeah. But as far as, like, I didn't know there was a scene in Gainesville. And so I call up my buddy Pat. Yeah. And I said, hey, is there, because I know he had done some comedy night. I said, you got yeah. any comedy nights coming up? Yeah, I got one coming up tonight. So I fucking went down there. There's a whole shit ton of people there. Oh, yeah, man. Whole slew of people, whole slew of fucking comedians. And that's literally like maybe a quarter of like the scene. I had no idea. Yeah. So it, it, it's obvious doing pretty well around here. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, you've been to Tampa, Orlando, places I've like that? I've been to Tampa once. I went to a place called the Pegasus Lounge. It was like a small hole-in-the-wall place. And yeah. then I did a place in Atlanta that was a little small place. Nice. So mostly here in Gainesville. And then I've done uh, – there's like one show in Palaka once a month. I go to do that one. Now, how long have you been doing comedy overall? A year and seven months, so not long at really? all. I'm still wow. kind of a baby at it. <laughs> yeah. But what helps me is the fact that because I teach, yeah. I literally do public speaking for six yeah. to seven hours a day. I imagine that would make just it just interacting, and I have to keep entertaining because they're kids. Yeah. They have to stay engaged. You have to be entertaining. It's a show. <laughs> so, like, I have that drilled down so well that it, that helps me on stage. Oh my goodness! Kind of, kind of hitting with a cheat code. The summer vacation is gonna be nice, though. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, it sounds heavenly, but oh, it's it's. <laughs> it, that's the one benefit you're just like oh summer vacation's coming <laughs> unless you plan it right you, it's almost like you have to have a summer job yeah that's true yeah. these days yeah no yeah. yeah no it's it's tough but if you budget it just right you can kind of just skim on the hair of your chinny chin chin but yeah no it's insane yeah. and there there are a lot of teachers that have to get summer jobs because once again it's just the pay is abysmal that's wild um, but that kind of goes back to the fact that primarily back in the day like you know 1920s 30s were really when the education wages were getting nailed down it was mostly women teaching so oh, they had true. a husband at home that was considered the breadwinner we don't really need to pay them as much they already this is middle class you can live off one income it's all wow. right so it was considered supplemental income oh shit yeah wow and it's just been a holdover from then really yeah it, yeah it literally goes back I to no that no idea yep that is that's that's shitty I mean, that's just absolutely shitty. That's why, like like you said, you know, you don't ever want to get to a point where you're not teaching. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. But there, that you said it's your passion. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? But there would, there, I mean, if I get successful enough at stand-up, there will be a moment where I'm like, wow, I could, you know, actually own a house Yeah. if I stop teaching. Yeah. 
That's true. Like that's that. Where do you, where do you go? Isn't with something that like weird? That? Yeah. Isn't that weird though? Like if I give up doing the thing that's helping so many kids in like so many bad situations that I came from. Yes. Oh, I could I could eat and own a house. Maybe get some health checkups. If you stepped away from that. Maybe yeah, though. Maybe you could. Maybe I would do things like summer tours and things like that. Yeah. If I could, yeah. if I could do any kind of online or digital content. Or maybe you know it could also help with giving back in, in a bigger way. Oh, too, absolutely. You know, absolutely. which I, which you seem like the type that would be like oh, yeah. building schools and places. And shit, yeah, you know? yeah, I'd be LeBron James in the fuck <laughs> out of that situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you want to talk about small towns? So I actually grew up in Hawthorne. Oh wow! Yeah. So like little so, Palaka. So if you know Palaka, <laughs> if you know Palaka, you know Palaka, Hawthorne. but smaller. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah, cut through Interlaken and boom. Little Palaka, yeah. that was that was that was perfect. That was yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So ACR my whole life, but Hawthorne basically. Okay. Up until moved into town when I eighteen. You were just like, like oh, yeah, fuck all this. I'm a, well, <laughs> I, I need was, civilization. I was tired of driving so far to work. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, all the opportunities. I needed like, a bathroom I didn't have to walk outside for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. No? Wasn't that bad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I lived, I, I was in Gainesville all the time. Like, right. I would drive into Gainesville and work. And this was your home even before it was your home. You're like, this is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, See, I knew I wanted to be. See, I discovered Gainesville because, you know, I grew up, got married, was, you know, in college through all that, and then got out of college, started teaching. Like, I was like, oh, I'm just living this life. And then yeah. that disrupted, and I was like, what am I going to do? What's this place over here? <gasps> <laughs> this is a real city. <laughs> what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> I was fucking up at life. So, yeah. I, I actually came here uh, and played a show with my band when I was 19 or something like that yeah. and loved the city. Uh, came back when I was 20 mm-hmm. for a few months, spent some time on my buddy's couch and then moved home, saved some money. Yeah. 20 years old, came back and never left. So, you know, fell in love with it. Oh, dude, I love beautiful the city. place. Yeah, dude, it's a beautiful place and you got people coming from all over the That's, world. That is one of the yeah. cool parts. Yeah, and it's, get, you know, you're just like cycling through these right. different cool people that you get experience and if you if you find a shit asshole, don't worry, 4 years he'll be gone. Exactly. You know what? Like, and that's yeah. funny you say that because when when I was playing in the clubs and with with my band and everything, uh one of the things that we hated mm-hmm. was the fact that Every four years, everybody's fucking leaving. You know, yeah. so you, you you gain some. You'd fans build a and, base, and then all of a sudden, that base gone. is gone. Yeah, but I would imagine that for comedians, that's oh, fucking great. It's beautiful. That's got, it's yeah, beautiful. As soon as like new freshmen come, it's just like, yes. <laughs> you haven't heard any of this shit before. <laughs> now, how many places are there in Gainesville that you can go to? It's like three or four. Like four, and then there's like one. Like there's a fifth one, but it's so rare that you really can't count it a fifth one. It's just when it pops up, it's there. Um, But yeah, like four main ones. Mm. Excuse me, allergies, fucking pollen starting to come back. I didn't know where I I had ice on my on my truck the other day, Mm -hmm. mixed with pollen. Yeah, yeah, no, I I had pollen on on my car all over. It's covering. What the fuck? Yeah, welcome to the world. (laughs) Shit's that's that's real. Gainesville, Florida, for you. Yeah. So with you, you uh, spring and winter with the yeah. tour. Let's let's talk about the tour. You want to talk about summer tours and stuff like that? Like, if you were to if you were to go somewhere with it, yeah. take it to the next level. Where where would you where would you dream tour? Where would you go to? Oh 
fuck anywhere. Um, anywhere. I'd have to hit. I'd have to hit New York and L.A. Yeah. Like those. Those are you know, and then also Denver. Like, yeah. There's evidently there's such a good comedy scene in Denver. And it's just a cool ass place from what what it looks like. I've also heard so. that about Nashville. Really? That there's a really happening comedy scene in Nashville because. And the, don't quote me on this because somebody else told. I'm just I'm just relaying it. But yeah, somebody yeah. said that because there's not as big of a music scene in, in Nashville anymore, okay. it's moved. Uh, I guess a lot more towards Austin these days. Okay. But there's so microphones just, and yeah. stages, so, there's, so there's the comedy scene's kind of moved in. From what I've heard, that makes sense. Just so people can get away from New York and L.A. Yeah. Because those are such like big hubs. Like L.A., the problem is, is it's not necessarily that there's so many people. Is you have so many people trying to also be actors, be this, be that. There's just right. no work. Um, and then over on the other side with New York, there's just so many damn comics. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you're a pin drop. I, I would, I would imagine pond. that the most that's got to be the main place, right? Yeah, most place. Yeah, those are the two. Comedy. Those are the two like meccas of yeah. of comedies: L.A. and New York. So who was who was your inspiration to get started? Who, when you, I mean, because everybody's got somebody they sort of model after in some way, or 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 take the, take a few cues from. Like, who is who is your? I don't know. See, I've always loved comedy, but I've never been like someone like, oh, that's the person that made me because of the fact that it kind of hit me out of nowhere. Like I was depressed, right. and my my best friend was like, no, no, you 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 tell stories on, you should just do that, just and that became it. a thing. Um. But as far as like growing up, comedians that I really loved, Chris Rock, um, Jeff Foxworthy, uh, George Carlin, obviously. George oh, Carlin's yeah. fucking great. He's, like, he's the, the, the goat. He's the, he's the man. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, Mitch Helberg. <sighs> yes. His delivery, dude. You know. His delivery. You know a Mitch Hedberg fan. When somebody says, Mitch Hedberg, and, you, and everybody... <sighs> dude, yes. Fuck. Yes. And it's like a... It's like a collective sigh of "I miss you, Mitch," and God damn, damn it, it, I wish there was more fucking Mitch, Mitch Edberg yes, material. Yes, yes, he's he seriously one of the yes. greatest ever. Yes. I love it. I mean, the um, donut, absolutely. Dave Chappelle, Joe oh. Rogan, um, yeah, just a lot of like people who consistently stay in it as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I'm afraid for Eddie Murphy. Like, oh, dude, you are funny, but God damn it, you have not been doing it for like 30 <laughs> years, and if you look back at delirious like it's funny but like who none of that would fly now no none of that would I, I fly think, now i think i heard rogan talking about him and how he how he had basically said you know a lot of that shit i was doing back then like it's not the way he feels now and you know all that obviously i, th- I think a lot of that you probably have to say you, whether yeah, you feel absolutely. that way or not but like but that's society but uh I, I, I if i'm if i'm remembering correctly rogan heard him doing some bits and was like he could come out and fucking kill like right okay. now. Okay, all right. Well, you, I mean, they were like him and a few guys. They were shocked that yeah, after all these years, like, that 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 sounds fucking scary. Oh. I don't want to take two weeks off. <laughs> Thirty years? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, God, no. Oh, I, no. Th- those bits were those those specials were some of the best. Yeah, they, yeah. They really at the were. time, you're just like, what the? Fuck? Oh my god. The, the, okay, this is comedy. Yeah, like, you know. Um, I actually watched a good bit on uh, Richard Pryor. The other night. Oh, dude. Fucking legend. But he was doing shit that would work. Like, well, it wouldn't work now because it's not PC, but it would, it would, like. I think I think he'd still be doing it. Oh, he would still be crushing. the same shit, you yeah. know, and it would be him. the exact same, and it yeah. would but crush because it's still topical, everything he did. If more comedians would come out 
and not be so PC, would it then be more accepted? Like, would you have to get a group of the legends to just go, you know what, this is, this is, or is the backlash just too much? Really, it's, as far as like, okay, so I can't really comment on like, as far as like why they do, just because I don't know any of them, I'm, I'm not on that level yet, but like, from what we can see is once you start getting all those pulls, like, oh, NBC won't have you on their network. This person won't have you right. on their network. That becomes such a thing where you can't make a living that you're like, well, fuck, okay, I need to. But I, I think, I think those big account. networks. As far as those big, those bigger comics. Now, as far as us and our scene, it just depends on the area and the, the, the right. spot that you're at. I think well, I think um, some of those bigger networks are fucking dying, though, where, where comedy's concerned. Yeah. I think Comedy yeah. Central, Netflix, yeah. those places. Yeah. I think, you know, guys like you can go make fucked on the money oh yeah live, absolutely live and you know do your bit and 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 that's the thing about the internet guys. now like you, you were talking earlier about people subscribing like the beautiful thing about the internet is it's democratized yes. word of mouth again like yes. word of mouth fucking means something I fucking if love you it. have a shit product and people talk about it it's gonna get out yep. and no one's gonna buy your shit yep. I, you know I, I, I love going and looking at the subscribers and going jesus christ there's that many people that actually want to hear what the fuck i have to say yeah absolutely that's crazy but then my people, wife tells me nobody wants to exactly oh, no, i fuck i forget what she's here I'm <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah man like that that word of mouth means something yeah it does. you know what i'm saying so uh it really does yeah well, who was the comedian that just uh, got the SNL bit and and evidently said something like he got hired onto SNL? Oh, the, yeah. Oh, the, oh man. That, within like w- like he didn't even he didn't do even, one act. Like he didn't, didn't even do shit. Like, no, he didn't even get a chance. Evidently, I, I I don't know his material. I forget who it was that told me about it. God, I forget his name. Yeah, you know what's you but know what's it funny. Was, it was insane to me because he lasted like a less amount of time than Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> like, the mooch he out mooched mooch Holy like shit. i didn't get to work one day like it was almost like friday like motherfucker you you ain't work not one day it's friday you ain't got no job the fuck like, you gonna get fired on your day off come on craig like <laughs> damn that is that is one of my all-time favorites that is a classic yeah if you're if you're going will you uh will you grab me a beer that'd be wonderful thank you beautiful woman i love it um no, we 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 I talked with uh, Spencer, mm-hmm. uh, Spencer yeah, yeah, Acre. Yeah. He was here a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know he he had said that a lot of a lot of you know the places in in Gainesville tend to be a little more PC. You know, you really got to yeah. sort of rein it in. Yeah, um, and it's just because of the it's the college crowd, yeah. and it's 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 UF man. It's it's a very liberal area, so you do kind of have to make sure that your 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 shit's reined in. Yeah. Um, but really also if you can if you can communicate whatever in a way that shows that you're not trying to actually attack anybody right you can do just about anything yeah like well, you got to think like like i said like you you've already heard like a lot of a lot of my students are black like a lot of my content you could take the wrong way if you really tried to yeah. but like i do it on stage all the time i i literally have an act where a student like goes up to me 6 weeks before kindergarten ends and it's like mr biddle are you white I'm like, girl, this is six weeks before you go to the first grade. This <laughs> is a day one discovery. <laughs> like, and that kills there. It's just about like figuring out a way that connects it. And it's right. not like, I'm not attacking anyone. And, and, you know, obviously I'm right there with her. The reason why she mistaken me for black is the fact that 
I have nieces and nephews that go to that school for my ex-wife's family that still see me as their uncle. And they're like, hey, Uncle Dan. Yeah. I'm like, what's up, nephew? They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> they look like me. But they're saying you're their uncle. Are you white? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's just, yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah. So it just depends on how you do it. It really is the, yeah. the key. Well, I, I'm sure it's got to be about finding that common, like something that everyone can relate common to. Thread, Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, not like, just punching down to punch down. Like not just right. making fun of someone like, ha ha ha, let's all gang up on this, this, right. you know, whatever, you know, whatever minority, you but, know. But kids are funny. I mean, and kids say funny things. So you oh can, my God. so you yeah. can like, and everybody, half the people that, not half, but I mean, somebody was once a kid. Or somebody once had younger siblings. Absolutely. Or that's somebody has kids now, you know, whatever it is. I think everybody was a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, everyone was a kid. Possibly. Point. Yeah, I'm just. Perhaps. It. And the, the cool thing about like my, my bits and my stories is I always set them up like very cute and earnest. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of dive bomb into insanity. <laughs> if you notice. Like every one of them starts like, oh, da, 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 just in the classroom, Mr. Biddle. And then all of a sudden, shoo, into crazy town. <laughs> You know, um, I did notice yeah. that. You got to look it up. You got to, you got to, what else do you have? Do you have, I, I found it on YouTube. That's where I found Give other some oh, oh, no, video so. things. No, I need to start actually putting more stuff out, actually. Isn't that kind of bad, though? Because once you, once you record video yeah, and like put it mi- out there, it's like dead, I've heard. Yeah, I want not, to not do my stand-up content, but yeah. maybe try to figure out something else. Like Even like daily, like something crazy happens in the class, something yeah. like some kind of story I can relate, something like that where it's like a daily thing. Jump on the uh, TikTok trend, man. Jump on that thing. That's oh, my fucking daughter. Oh, she is, yes. She, she's TikTok nine. is taking over. That's all they're doing. She's nine. She's got oh, videos. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, I at some point want to do, because I have a TikTok account for the Portfolio <laughs> page. I, I haven't it. made a fucking video. But at some point, You're I'm going to do it. You're and, that dad. And she's going to make the fucking video. I'm okay. not. I, I have no, I, I have no involvement in it. She sat there and spliced. I mean, she's fourth grade. So yeah. she... She turned around. She comes up, and we're we're very open about it. Like you know, she can't post anything. Yeah, yeah. We can't yeah see. Don't yeah, fucking absolutely. email me. We're not shitty people for having yeah. our kid on TikTok. Yeah, Fuck you're not off. letting him DM people. Like <laughs> right. I get it. You're being responsible. Exactly. 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 I'm I'm a follower. Yeah, like, yeah. You're I know, watching it. Yep. I know. Should she post something? I guess what? I get a little ting. Like yeah. You know, smile. <laughs> um, just posted a video. Yeah. I can you know immediately look it up do. and see. But some of the. I mean, I wouldn't Some know how to do it. Some of the video work she did. I mean, splicing it together. She made it look like she was basically like jumping into a cup or something like that. And it fucking looked great. I got a director friend up in oh, North Jesus. Carolina. Yeah. Said it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and she did it all on her own. She just set up the camera. And whether she had seen it done before and then... It doesn't matter. She has the skill. Yeah. She, she has, has the, skill. the skill. She sat there and spliced all these like little pictures together. And then was like, here. And I'm, and she put it like perfectly Puts to music. music and and I'm going, crazy. you know what? This is like a little art form you go ahead keep keep doing it meanwhile i'm reaching out to friends you know that i've known that 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 that, that have gone to like film school i'm like hey man i need a promo video can you yeah i i I just need to go ask my daughter yeah make it with her goddamn phone this this portfolio podcast brought to you by uh (laughs) tiktok (laughs) (laughs) tiktok for all your video that's the way man that's where that's where everybody seems to be going you know it's always at least this month. Oh, know. absolutely. Next no. month, it, it'll, it'll be something be, different. You know, Pokemon Go will come back. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Hey, we're, hey. Uh, we're, we're into Pokemon now. Dude. We do some Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I, I got into it because of my kids. And yep. uh, yeah. my wife, my wife, got it, Katie got into it because 
she was playing it with the kids. And then the kids basically they needed an extra fucking team member. Yeah, yeah. so they there like, you Let's go. Let's get dad. Yeah. So dad finally jumped into Pokemon Go and But we'll go Pokemon him. We'll jump in the car, we'll go take over some gems. I'm not proud of it, but I did it by myself. <laughs> I got in the truck. And you went. And you, I you just, just drove. rode around. I can't I even say like, nothing. I got into it for like three <laughs> months because of my students. So like, come on, Mr. Bill, you got a Pokemon Go. There were no Pokemon at the school. Like we would walk around the school all day on the uh, fucking aisles, and there would be nothing, nothing. <sighs> it's heartbreak. Right, Mister Bill, you got to go get some Pokemon. So after school, I'd be walking around like a jackass <laughs> with my phone out, like out Pokemon. And, and like, you know when so when you when you look over and you see somebody do that little throw, yes, with you know the, exactly to throw the ball, you doing. know what the fuck they're yes. doing. There's no hiding that. No, no, and you're not gonna you're not gonna try to conceal that exactly because you want to catch that fucking pokemon thank you i need that charizard at least pikachu you, at least you have a kid i don't have any kids so i'm walking around out there everyone knows i don't have kids They're like what the fuck is fiddle doing playing pokemon go really this is what you do with your off time that's it you gotta identify with the kids man like, jesus christ well yeah you may not have kids but you do kind of have kids you got like 20 of those yeah I'm, I'm like a professional grandparent <laughs> you are <laughs> They come in, I teach them some crazy stuff and break their brain, and then I take them right back to their parents. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Unravel that. That's the beauty of it. Like, if they end up as serial murderers, no one ever goes, oh, it's that second grade teacher. <laughs> Never. That's true. Yeah. I remember my second grade teacher, Miss Wilson. You remember your second grade teacher? I do. It was my, um, hold on. It was Miss. Um, first grade was Miss Dead Air. Young. No, 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 no. Dead Air. It's Miss Thomas. Thomas. Oh, there we go. Miss Thomas. Is Miss Thomas still out there? The lovely Miss Thomas out of Hawthorne? Well, oh, definitely not. I mean, we're talking second grade. Like, what are you in second grade? Seven and eight. Yeah. We're talking 30 years ago. I don't think she is. This is a bit. Yeah, yeah my second grade teacher ain't either, Miss Wright. But her, but oddly enough, her cousin now is and is a teacher. I had a teacher in third grade. His name was Mr. Robinson. Okay. And this guy, this guy was legendary. Mm-hmm. Like, my mother had him as a teacher and apparently saw him knock a kid out because the kid took a swing. This was like the oh, 70s. Yeah, yeah, you know? so, so this is like, oh, he's the teacher. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I get it. And when I when I had him, he, he was like Robin Williams and like, Dead Poet Society or some shit. Like, okay. And he was just really eccentric. Yeah, just, you know? just odd. And he wanted, he, he would always tell everybody, if you have belly button lint, just put it in the jar. And he had a jar. This was your teacher? This was my teacher. And he had a jar that was like half full. I don't know if it was actually belly button lint or what, but he would tell everybody, put your belly button lint in the jar. I think your teacher is a warlock. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you need that for besides <laughs> some weird spell shit. Like, I don't know, man. He always said that someday he was going to knit a sweater out of it all. So that was now him. that I'm telling this story, okay. I feel yeah. a little weird yeah. about yeah. it. I'm just letting you know, I'm a teacher. We don't do that shit usually. Like, I don't know. This was the 80s, though, you know? Things were different back then. Yeah. We had Jolt Cola, you know, over the counter. Fuck. Well, maybe he couldn't. Maybe that was his comedy. I don't That's fucking how know. He I made it amusing I, because I, all the kids, he would get a crazy look at him. Maybe he did that for the thrill. He was here. He was, he was a trip. He, yeah. Yeah, we. We I mean, 30 years later, I still remember Mr. Robinson. Jesus I don't know. Christ, yeah, he, he made an impact. I don't know where he's, where he's at, but 
You know, here's yeah. to him. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Goddamn. I wonder if he ever needed that sweater. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I do want to know. If anybody knows Mr. Robinson up there in Swartz Creek, Michigan. I want that sweater. Let me know. I'd like I'd like at least a picture. Yeah. Fuck. Who even knows first there's name? There's no way you can. That, well, I no, I think see, there's a way. It's like, just like, like just, you know, you put it all together and you m- make yarn out of it or something. Like. That's, yeah, he obviously does not know how fabrics work. No, is that not know? Well, how does fucking? Obviously, they, they, I don't either. Shear, I just they, like, like, they I don't know. <laughs> they shear sheep, and you know, they dump all the wool into. I'm out of my depth. Yeah, just a little rope. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. I don't know. Is that a short joke? No, I mean, <laughs> not at all. That was no. That wasn't what I meant. It's good because I'm only six two. That's not nice. Dude, I'm 6'3". You're definitely not 6'3". Shit. Must be accurate. I don't normally make that joke around tall people. Fuck. Oh, man. No, is that, your, is that why you have an obsession with belly button lint? No, I don't have an obsession. My obsession is the fact that if I have belly button lint, it freaks you out and you nearly like throw up and lose your fucking I mind. Can't, I can't do belly button lint. It's I hilarious. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it is weird, like the weird disgusting. things that like your partners obsess about. Yes. It yes. is weird. Yes, and I, I I know I obsess about like everything. Some fucking OCD. Me, it's me, it's the wacko. usual shit. Finances, finances, fuck with me. That that's the oh, shit that gives me stress. God, I'm, I'm losing more hair just thinking about finances. Yes, that Can that's me, what does it. Fuck that. No, if but if I have belly button lint, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, she, I mean, she'll freak I the fuck out. I get being a male teacher. It's a little weird, but like that's that's a weird one because I like I'm the only male teacher at my school. Like we have a. So it'd be yeah, weird we if you someone, broke out the yeah. make a sweater out of lint belly button lint jar. Yeah, no, nah, man. You think nah. they? You know, you probably end up in the principal's office. They would. That's just weird, <laughs> just, dude. I don't know, man. I have no answers for that. I have no answers for that, bro. Me neither. That's. No, I have Star Wars and Black Panther in my room. I don't know where <laughs> belly button lint would like work in the theme. I don't know, man. Like I said, it was the eighties. Wookie lint. It was the eighties. I need to know? build. A, I need to build a Wookie costume. Things I need were, all the lint. Things were strange. Nineteen eighty. It was. It was. A, it was some good times, though. Man, I, I love I'm the eighties. If I could go back to any decade, I think for a little while. I was born in '87. I don't remember 80s. shit from the '80s. My God. No, I was a '90s baby. Yeah. yeah see, I love the '90s too. I was '83, so but I, I I remember more of the '90s. Yeah. I don't really remember the. That was mine. I, I remember the Loved music, it. but no. Yeah, I don't get down with the music. <laughs> I just can't do it. There's there's a it's, few it, yeah man but it's 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 a weird time there's a few so like gems. we just got over disco we're we're kind of getting into rock but we haven't yeah. figured out our footing yet we don't know what we're doing like come on Eileen like what the fuck like I how does that stuff even get out there so, I'm looking at you because people liked it oh what I the chords, I don't know what the to arrhythmics. say I mean there's so I many. said there was some good stuff yeah something something. <laughs> Tom Petty had a few hits in the 80s. Yeah. You know, Don't Come Around Here No More, I think, was Gainesville, one. Gainesville good stuff. Gainesville. Gainesville legend. Yes. And me, like everybody else, I think I went to his house once. Everybody else in Gainesville has, has got that, like, oh, I went to Tom Petty's old house once. I have never been to Tom Petty's yeah. house. I don't is think, it, I don't think it, anybody oh. really has. But, oh, you know. gotcha. Is it still up now? It, wasn't that no, right it's gone. Yeah, I was they, gonna say that was gone. over by your old place. Allegedly not. Allegedly, that was that, that was, was the rumored. Fake house. 
to be that Tom was, Petty's house. The one that we point. went into. Yeah, that's the fake one. That yeah. was that was really creepy when we did that. But it was and fucking we were like, cool. We were like, <laughs> if you're gonna see a fake Tom Petty house, this is the house. It was like a grand we were, old, we like thirty style first to make oh, sure beautiful. that there weren't, you know, anybody inside. Yeah, any any vagrants lying about that we're going to shiv you. Yeah, yeah, that's because it wasn't still it wasn't yeah. still an active house, and that so that wasn't his house. Uh, apparently not. So I, I need to so. stop saying that I've been to his house. Probably, Probably. I I'm not gonna, but you know you can. <laughs> Fuck it, I was convinced. Exactly. Hey, hey, it's not your fault that you got no. linked. All I knew was fucking Tom Petty's old house. It looked old as shit. <laughs> Passed all the barometers to me. <laughs> that was Tom Petty's house. So if you, uh, with your comedy, if you could take it to the next level, like. Let's let's imagine for a minute. Are you talking just keep doing stand up, or would you go? You know, you, you want to try to get like more of a form, like a TV kind of deal? Yeah, or? I could see that. I could yeah. totally see you doing like a, a TV show or something like that. Um, yeah, I would definitely want to do something like that. SNL or That'd be even even something like um, what's it called? Like a skit skit form, something like yeah, a, a, you know, well SNL, Dave Chappelle, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you ever see getting into something like? How do you get into something like that? You just audition i don't, I don't yeah, know yeah really it's auditioning uh they you know one of those places you, tap you they they know. find you and they say hey you go audition and you go to new york or wherever they're based out of but most places are based out of new york when That's it comes wild. to comedy and, yeah and tv huh um yeah and then you try out and you see <laughs> what happens it's, it's yeah it's, it's really just about getting yourself out there and getting people to notice you right that's that's really what it's all about but um yeah, really, the sky's the limit. Just whatever I can, because that's the thing is like, whenever you have a genetic disorder where you could technically die any second, like yeah. you're you're at the point where like I've done pretty good life so far. Anything else I can do? So you're pushing you, that, that much was, further. That was one thing I was so, going to ask you about. Like, how legit is that? Like, really, just any time. Yeah, you know, any time my aorta could have a what's called an aortic dissection, where it just kind of rips open and fuck. There you go. It's kind, of, yeah. It's kind of like having like a bomb planted to your chest. Jesus. But, but the numbers are in a different numerical <laughs> format than you know, so you don't know how long the timer's on it. Fucking a. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I, I see it's still beeping, so I think we're good. I mean, what's the, what's the fuck? I don't even know how to ask the question. Like, or like the average lifespan? Yeah. I mean, okay, like, so now because of like now with imaging, if you get it checked once a year, um, they'll do like a sonogram on your heart right. and they can kind of see your aorta. And if they see any signs of tear, they'll just go ahead and replace it. Yeah. So now because of those practices, our lifespans getting around to the late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. So getting more, more like normal people. When I was first diagnosed at 15 though, the average lifespan was 32. Shit. I'm 33 now. That's got to change your like, yeah. way of coming up. Oh, that, absolutely. It completely changes your mindset. Cause like whenever they told me, I'm like, fuck, I'm at my midlife now. Yeah. This is like midlife crisis now. Right. So yeah. No, what it, do you, what do you, what do you do with that? I mean, what is it, how does that change your, you know, approach to every day? Like that every day could be the last. Yeah. So fuck it. Go balls to the wall. Like wow. literally I, 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 I live my life. Like I'm driving a car, just red line. Cause I know eventually this car is going to give out. Yeah. So fuck it. I might as well drive until but it. But you never know. I mean, shit, buddy. I mean, you, but know, you never know, but 20 more years. I mean, absolutely. God but, only knows where, where technology is going to have everything by that point. Absolutely. You know? And hopefully it does. But till the meantime, I'm going to like, use everything i have yeah. to you know just go as hard as i can so really i mean like that's what i'm saying like as far as like trying out new shit and and going further with it i want to see how far i can take it yeah 
Now, it, I mean, now that you've jumped in, exactly. Like you, you kind of sh- you should ex- exactly. Um, and, and you're funny. Your stuff that you yeah. put out there is it, it's fucking hilarious. Thank you. You know, I mean, that's Thank that's you. one of the reasons that we're that we're sitting here talking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because uh, I heard you and I just, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. You know, and uh, I I consider myself to be a tough critic. I won't lie. You know, I've I've done mm-hmm. a lot of performing myself over the years. So yeah, absolutely. When I, you know, you you can kind of you know see somebody and and I'll, I'll be honest i'm shocked that when you said in a year and a half doing it that that really surprises me yeah because based on your performance i would have i would have given you like you know between four five six years at yeah. least like up there doing it like because you presented well presented very professionally very like like you've been doing it a while you yeah know? absolutely well that's the thing is is the teaching that, yeah. that like literally I, I have been doing it a while just right. not in the same format so yeah. it really was just figuring out okay that year that first year was like okay so how is this different and how can i you know bridge that gap yeah and once i kind of figured that out then all the things that i had from teaching kind of shortcutted me yeah to where now i have you know pretty good presentation what was your uh what was the first night where was the first night you did comedy at the midnight here in gainesville here in gainesville yeah. was that like an open mic night yeah it was just an open mic i did three minutes yeah three. i don't do a single joke that i did that opening <laughs> line. like every joke that i did that night i don't do anymore how did it how did it go oh shit so that first joke the very first joke i was like all right guys so thought about it, this open mic kept thinking about it. i was like all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it um and then like six o'clock rolled around i realized i haven't wrote down any jokes <laughs> so i take 30 minutes i'm like all right i got a whiteboard i got a marker I, i'm a teacher i can do this i just start writing 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 for like 20 minutes and then i take a step back look at my work and i realize it's nothing but dick jokes <laughs> like a dick joke on top of a dick joke with another dick joke behind it reaching around going back to the first dick joke and like as a teacher i can't talk about dicks that much on my first set <laughs> obviously i'm doing a great job so far <laughs> like yeah that was, that was like my first ever joke and like after i did i'm like i gotta stop talking about dicks i gotta stop talking about dicks on stage battle so yeah yeah that was my first ever joke god damn so it was a three minute set how was how yeah. well was it received um good enough where they were like you should you should keep doing should it keep doing it um they're like you gotta you gotta figure yourself out but like yeah, yeah. like because I did that in front of you. Like, you laugh, but it's because I've had a year of figuring out my timing. Yeah. Like, I told that joke to y'all way better than I did whenever I did it that first time. Just because you're, you're nervous. You're stammering over right. yourself. You don't yeah. really know where jokes are. You don't know where to put emphasis into certain words and pauses and things like that. So Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you actually practice? I mean, do you practice your stand-up? Like... I am the worst person to ask about this. Like (laughs) all other standups, give me so much shit because I never write anything down. Oh, you really run with it because like I always think of like a base story. That's always my thing. Is like whatever incident or issue or whatever came up that I'm like I want to talk about that. I always have that skeleton, and then I'll do it on stage, but I'll improv everything else that's filler, and I'll just do that over and over and over. And things that stand out or work really well, I'll go okay, that's gonna stay. And gotcha. I keep doing that until the entire bit is just ironed out. So that's like my process. So I, n- I almost never rehearse like off stage where other people are doing it. I'm just pacing back and forth. And in my mind, I'm going through that set over and over and over again right. in my brain. But I'm not actually like because you have practicing it. Like what you were saying before with the kids, 
you you're comfortable with exactly that that whole part is fine so i don't really practice the actual talking i just run it through my brain like and also i have adhd so i can like like speed fast go through it yeah and i'm just literally just rolodex going through that act over and over and over and going okay what if i did this what if i did this and then you know having depression like most comics as soon as i get off stage i'm like hyper analyzing every single is that thing the that fucking went worst? wrong is that not yeah the like worst like thing? you can crush oh like, my god and still you're like god damn just, that just one the sentence. other night we uh we were doing a podcast um i think it was i think it was spencer mm-hmm. and it was me and my friend matt um and matt's girlfriend uh and and katie were over there listening the whole time yeah and, and um I'm I I I fucked up my intro. Mm-hmm. Like I I had intended to do a certain intro, yeah. do it a certain way, and I had planted in my head all fucking day. Mm. And man, we got on lot we got on the uh on the podcast and I mean within 30 seconds everything that I had thought up and out the window was gone. Yep. And I'm it was I mean it 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 was fine. I still got the information out there that I wanted to. But you still felt like a fucking punch exactly. in the gut. Like when you got off, off the mic. Just like, yeah. And when it was done, I was like, God damn it. Yep. And, and everybody's like, it sounded good. It, yeah. it, it yeah. flowed well. And I was like, yeah, but I fucked up the intro. And they're like, yep. no, you didn't. I said, I wanted to talk about Hellfire Radio. Yeah. Because it was the first show that we were going to be debuting oh, gosh, on Hellfire you, Radio. Be on there. And I wanted to put that more out front. Yeah, yeah. And instead, I ended up having a couple talking points. And, and then, then got getting to it, to it I get it. I was it. so pissed. Yeah, no, I totally get you that. Know? Like you want to, especially something big like that, yeah. you want to kind of like boom right yeah. right away, just deal yeah. with it. Yeah, it yeah. fucking sucked. So I, yeah, I think he's a little hard on himself personally, but I, I, think I live with him. So. It's the performer <laughs> in you, though. Like yeah. my girlfriend's the same way. Like, and it's a completely different thing. It's burlesque. It's dancing, yeah. but still, like she'll mess one little thing up that everyone cheered for like oh you yep. you know slipped a little but you ended up twerking like no one had a problem with it but yeah. to her it's like fuck no no this is how it's supposed to go that's the this only part that she'll remember exactly 100 percent of the time yep. i mean I've, I've been in bands and recorded and you know i've got stuff out there uh professionally recorded shit yeah. that's awesome and every fucking one of them you got something, something that i'm just like that is terrible yeah and nobody else knows it there's okay. a few people that know a couple here and there but oh yeah um there's one on the recording of me when I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a straight up like kind of yeah. voice crack, you know? Yeah. And I never can understand why nobody can. Maybe they're just lying to me. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I can fucking hear it. I, I Yeah. But nobody else can hear it. But I'm the same way with my material. So yeah. I think like if you have that in you, like some people don't have that. Some people honestly think they're like God's gift. Uh, <laughs> co- like uh, and yeah. you have that in the comedy scene too, where people who think they're like a God. Really? I'm like, all right, dude. Really? Like, I, you, you've I, took well, way too much acid, but okay, bro. <laughs> all right, but um, every comedian I have met has just been incredibly humble. Um, it just very. Uh, you really, you almost yeah. kind of like, come on, wake up. You know, oh, yeah. like ninety <laughs> percent of them are amazing yeah, people. Yeah, but then you got like a a, a small select ten percent <laughs> who are just bad fucking douchebags. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Same same is true in the music business. Yeah. Yeah. Those obviously. would be like the drummers. The drummers. Yes. So with that 10%? No, no, it's the bass players. Oh, oh. <laughs> bass players are always crazy. Uh, bass Traditionally players. crazy. The drummers never show up. Yep. And the... Bass players always fuck Bass up. players always fucking nuts. Yes. I mean, that's pretty true in my experience. Love you, Reed. Love you, Luke. 
Obviously, you didn't play bass. <laughs> no, no. Taylor was the bass player. We played with Taylor and with uh, Dave. And Dave, who's out Joe in Cali. Parker. Mr. Joseph Parker on the bass. So, old school, uh, Jeremy. Old school. That's way back. That's way old back. Doctor Jerry Wallen. Now. No, no, it's Mr. Jeremy Llewellyn. Doctor Jeremy Llewellyn. I was about to say he's a doctor. He is of economics. <laughs> That's right. He can prescribe J-Dog. economics. That's right. If you're on a plane and somebody says, is there a doctor in the house, don't you fucking stand up. <laughs> you cannot prescribe shit. <laughs> I will prescribe you good investment advice. <laughs> but I love him anyway. But, uh, no, we, um, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about performing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm just, I'm a big critic. Always have been. Oh, yeah, man. You know, just yeah. always have been. I think it's a fucking natural deal so so that that makes you just go over your set over and over and clean it up and that that's kind of what keeps me do you judge it on the reaction of the crowd because every crowd could be different no okay you so can't you... yeah you can't um it's it's really on like what i had already planned did they connect with what i already had planned and if not what did i do that was fucked up because you that's the thing is like crowds are all different but it's your job to connect with them it's yeah. your job to figure out how to get them to like your shit. Gotcha. So either way, if you're not getting that reaction, you're doing something yeah. wrong. You're the performer. Now have you had to change like let's say, okay, I'm <clears throat> you're going out there with this mindset. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this one and this one and this one. You get out there, you throw out the first one, you realize your crowd, do you do that's you then the, that's you the totally difference between like, someone who's been doing it a little while and someone who's who's fresh. So you, you <laughs> can like adapt. Oh and yes. You've like, got to be nimble. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm gonna slide this set out because that didn't work, and I'm gonna slide this one in. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I've you heard that to. before. Like people have said, you know, um, some 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 guys will run with some darker material yep. or some lighter and stuff, watch, and you gotta. Yes. If you're oops. a smart comedian, you'll watch the people that go before you. Yeah. And you're like, all right. And see how the crowd reacts a, a, to, to their stuff, and go, okay. If I'm a little darker, or I'm a little you know lighter on this thing or that thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go depending on whatever that crowd's into. And I gotta admit, man, that shit is fucking hard. Yes, like comedy is fucking yeah. hard, to especially do. when you open. Like that show that I think I did <clears throat> when you watched, I opened. Yeah, those are hard because you don't know what the crowd's at. Yeah, you don't know where their mindset is. You're just going in there, and I was I was worried because the guy that went up, the guy that was running the host the show. Yeah was not connected no and, and, at all and i i didn't my first it was this was my first mm -hmm. comedy show i'd ever been yeah. to period and so i'm not sure like what's going on i'm like yeah what the fuck why is nobody laughing at this guy like is i, I don't get it yeah and he came up and did your bit and and it was it fucking killed mm -hmm. you know it was great um and uh yeah, I just it's energy. I, Some people don't have it, and when you when you're hosting, you really gotta be like yeah. I hosted the last not not the most recent high dive show because they had the uh, comedy con there. Yeah, I opened for that, but then the show the week before I hosted, it was a Gainesville local lineup. Right, and like once again, like you have to have that energy. If you have that energy, you can carry that show and you can keep it going. Opening is always yeah. tough though, regardless. Like you said, yeah. I mean, just getting a good read on that on Absolutely. that room that's got to be a rough yeah. rough deal. Have, what's been the what's been the roughest show for you? All right, so one time I went to Tampa, and we performed for like it was me and this uh, buddy Lunchbox, who's a Gainesville guy here. Yeah. Um, and we were opening for this business. It was just me and him were the only two comedians, 
and we got paid in chicken wings and there was only like 10 people there <laughs> and they weren't down for any of my teacher shit like no shit. And this was i was only doing comedy for four months so like literally i had six minutes of teacher material and minute point five, like 30 seconds and i'm like this is not this gonna is not go gonna over go. well fuck all right well here we go five and a half more <laughs> minutes like yeah and you it, just gotta plug through you just plug through i mean at that point yeah you're just you're just trying to figure out how to plug through and how to get them to actually like the shit that you're saying and no so just just ice cold yeah and that's the thing is like because of my content because it's it's mostly about like teaching or, or yeah. something like that it's not like super offensive like none of my yeah, it was, shit's it was really pretty, pretty ex- clean if exactly I remember, you know so i'll never get booze but i'll get silence and that's <sighs> the booze to me like when it's just yeah and it's just nothing I'm like, oh shit yep that's Fuck. that to me is getting booed I'm like, that is hard oh so yeah that was that was the roughest and then we just ate chicken wings and felt really sad <laughs> like it was only five chicken wings too it wasn't even like you know 10 or enough to get the full oh on it was just God. five chicken wings and a couple fries and i was like man i could have just got <laughs> some zaxby's or something <laughs> Yeah, that's that's got to be rough. I know that. Uh, I mean, I've I've had I've had those bad moments on yeah. stage, and they they just seem to be worse than anything yep. else. You know, yep. when you're standing there. I I did a show at uh, a club here years ago, and everybody knows the uh, Black Sabbath song "Paranoid." Yes. Apparently that night I didn't know the words and. Got through the first verse, yeah. went for the second, and stood there for the entire song just with nothing. I couldn't just find just it. like Ozzy and Mumble. No, 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 no. I couldn't no, find no. it to save my life. People in the crowd started giving me shit. I started yelling at them going, if you know the fucking words, then you do it. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, it was that's fucking horrible. horrible. Yeah, it was dude. terrible. Yeah, no, but I get it. Not get one of my it. finer moments, but nobody came up on stage and sang that fucking song, you bunch oh, of pussies. I've seen, I've <laughs> seen like, crazy-ass reactions in, in, in crowds. Yeah. Yeah. Lay it on me, like like. Oh no, comedians of... are just confrontational. Oh like, yeah, they'll challenge people to a fight, and it's just like, whoa, guys, you got like this is. I did hear about a fight outside of the midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was that, a guy that Spencer was telling me about. Yeah, so there how was. How do funny people fight? Well, how do one funny of people not funny. fight? Yeah, well, they're well, funny. <laughs> one of them wasn't funny. Was the problem? <laughs> oh, and he was there the okay. week before doing like a bunch of material. It was just like horrible rape jokes and stuff like like. It, what? None of it was funny, and I was like, "You're at the midnight. This is the most liberal crowd in Gainesville." Oh man. Yeah, like this is the PC of PC, and you're just doing rape joke after rape. You're not coming back. That's dude. not going well. Yeah, so like the next week he shows up. He's like, "All right, man, I'm coming to do it." And Lunchbox is sitting by the door, and you know, Lunchbox he, at this point he's walking with a cane because of a um, brain disorder he had. Um, no. So he's like, "Nah, man, you're 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 not going up." So this guy gets upset and he tries to swing at Lunchbox. So at this with point, a cane. Lunchbox has a cane. Yes. So when he goes to swing at Lunchbox, Lunchbox kind of slumps down a little. And at this point, four other comedians just swarm this guy and push him away from him. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah that's, so, that's, what, that's the fight I, I think that yeah. I heard about from Spencer. He Great. was like, he was like, I don't know exactly what happened, but all of a sudden there was four guys. Oh, I was like, right there. It gets crazier. You know, it gets crazier. So, fucking a. so he breaks from them and he tries to find the smallest person he can. Cause he's like, I got to beat up somebody. I got to do something. So he f- zeroes in on this guy named Fast Greg. We all found out why we call him <laughs> Fast Greg. Like he was just trying to throw all these haymakers, and Fast Greg's just dodging, 
three punches to the uh, admin. Jesus Dodge, Christ. three punches to the admin. Dodge, three punches. And then at this point, there's another comedian, Alan Tyson, who runs up, who's only like 4'11", maybe 5'1". And he does this, oh, sorry, this Black Panther jump where he just jumps into the air, jumps on this dude's back, and then straight chokes him out to the ground. What the fuck? Like a hobbit taking down a Goliath or something. Jesus it was Christ, insane. Man. And when the dude finally went down and went to sleep, like he started to come back to, and Alan's just like, you're done, dude. And he just walked away. <laughs> and the dude got up, regained consciousness, and walked away. Wow. Yeah. Hasn't come out for another uh, show. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he, he learned the lesson. Like, you can't, like, yeah. How do you come back from something yeah, like that? Yeah, you try to too, pick a fight you know, with someone Jesus. who's handicapped, then got your oh. ass kicked by someone else who's handicapped because Alan has seizures, so he's, he like, straight up. You, fuck. Yeah, you try to fuck with someone with a disability, and then got your ass handed to you by someone with a disability. <laughs> like, good job, dude. Welcome to Gainesville Comedy. Like, <laughs> fuck. Oh, man. Well, it's a, it's the, a rough crowd, man. So the so the owner of the establishment does not set the set or the I mean, like for you guys with music, you guys would know who the headliner was, and then it was like, would the bands figure well, it out? Well, I think you guys you guys know you a lot guys, of that beforehand. As yeah, far as we who's headlining yeah we'll know who's headlining pretty much right beforehand. Um, the midnight because it's an open mic, it's different. It's just everyone oh. signs up, and then whoever's running it or hosting it usually just makes the set list order. But like somewhere like the high dive. You know who's headlining already, and then it's, do you want to be an opening act for this, or do you want to feature or something like that? Right. And you'll gotcha. be asked by Pat or whoever, you know, is the owner of whatever establishment, and they work something out. But that, well, I I know this. I know that I, I saw somebody, uh, another comedian, posting some pictures the other day of a show that was going on at the High Dive, and the uh, place was packed. Yeah, so that was the Gainesville Comedy Con. So yeah. we literally had, like, all the different gainesville like comedy groups whether it was improv sketch groups then some of the stand-up artists we had literally everyone there that's awesome because that was I'm, I'm just glad that so many people came out to support that because I'd, i i had played there for years yeah. and i never knew that they did all these other different type of shows of shows yeah no um, high dive actually has like a, they have food truck rallies which are really awesome because yeah. you get food from all over the place they'll have the the different music events do burlesque shows which completely pack that house yeah which yeah. is insane i never knew about that side of the world actually joe's wife girlfriend. who has she she was on the better halves episode lauren she's done she did one of the burlesque shows once i believe okay and uh well um god i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna i can't start pulling out trying to pull out names and totally blanking on yeah them. but no but, it's uh, insane there yeah, there's there's a few people I I know that have been associated with the burlesque show, and and they do they say it just packs the yeah. fuck out. It's yeah. crazy. And that con- Gainesville Comedy Con was like the first night I saw it for comedy where it was completely packed like that. Yeah. Like we had, it was a pretty oh. good house when I was. That was the biggest was crowd there, I've ever but, performed. Uh, the other night was definitely bigger. Yeah. So, and when is is that is that sort of an annual thing? The Comic Con that was the first ever one. We're oh, gonna really? try to make it annual now. Oh um, yeah. So we'll see, but. That was the first ever. So I was glad I opened up for that. I was like, I at least made it for the opening. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love the idea of stuff like that uh, coming into Gainesville and, and really taking hold, you know. Because Absolutely. It's great for the scene, you know. Yeah. I mean, we had, a, we had a pretty solid music scene for a long time here in Gainesville. And uh, unfortunately, right about the time that I came here back in 2000, 2001, it really started. Yeah trending downward and we've never really recovered i think a lot of that has to do with just the type of music that people are listening to nowadays Absolutely. it's not um 
they're just not going out to see live music. You know. Yeah. No, I get it. And, and that's the thing is, even with comedy, it's it's hard to to build a fan base to have people to come to see you. Yeah. Like me selling tickets is hard because I work in Palaka. Right. So it's like unless you've seen me at stand up one time and decided to follow me on Facebook. Yeah. Who who am I to you to buy a ticket from? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So like it's it's tough making money sometimes and and doing stand up. Is that how that. they're doing that these days? Where you yeah. know, sell your tickets? Yeah, like you sell tickets and then based on that you get like a whatever you know pay or whatever. This so. badass. It really yeah. was. And um, I like I said, I was just I was really impressed with the scene. Yeah. And and how well it was all put together. I had no oh, absolutely. Ideas like that. So yeah. you guys have a lot of things like that, like different events. Yeah, Coming up. Um, we have, I mean, it's usually every every Tuesday night at the midnight. That's where the open mic is. We're going to see people working on stuff. What, um, what about, what about, and I only ask this because I've heard a lot of people that, you know, this is, people love roasts. Yeah. They love roasts. Has That's there ever been any talk about, like, a, like a, that there is one at the midnight now? Yeah, but it's always, it's like I said, it's always when someone's leaving or a holiday. It's a special event. But I it's mean, a special has, has event. there ever been an idea of, of doing these event style? More regularly. Roast, more, re- but but getting other people involved. Like, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> Steve Spurrier or something like that. That's I, not a bad idea. You know, I mean, just, yeah, just local people absolutely. around here. I mean, James Bates, you know, one be. of the old... Uh, Gator football yeah, and players. having them involved. Danny Werfel. Fuck, there's a lot of people around here that we might could totally do that. Be interested and we roast them. Like that. I think that'd be us. cool. That'd be, be, cool be, that. be badass. Yeah. We'd be happy to come and help host. Holy shit, Porchville. Porchville Porchville's here representing. Porchville presents. <laughs> That's not a bad idea either. Porchville presents. I like the yeah. sound of that. Because people do like the roast. Oh, people love them. They really yeah. do. I mean, I I think people would pay to fucking see that. I really do. Which is, you know, what's funny about that is that people don't like the actual negativity of an actual stand-up comedian necessarily, right? Yeah. Um, being that negative, but yet it's funny. I think what she means doing is it she doesn't like the negative stand-up. Yeah. She's more, she's more of a clean, you know. If I had to listen to, all right, don't knock me. Listen, listen. I know what she's going to say, and and you can say it because you grew up on it, and current events have no bearing on what you experienced as a child. What? What? So I would pick Bill Cosby. (laughs) 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 No, I get it. I get it. Over. Okay. Bill Cosby himself was fucking funny. I don't care. Like... I like liked it. His whole stand-up with um, monsters with can himself. be funny. I mean, <laughs> R. Kelly had some really <laughs> catchy songs. Horrible fucking person. I believe, but I, I mean, fly. I'm telling you, like every time I be hearing, was it uh, the ignition part two? Like, oh, fuck, that dude, song is the, the jam. Oh, fuck that. The remix yeah. of ignition, pop oh. impression. Yeah, like that's that pretty hot. Horrible person, but <laughs> god damn it, does he make a good fucking music track? So yeah, so that was uh, yeah. So when you say clean, yeah, like I would listen to that before I listen to Delirious, like which is very sad to say, but I would just because I like God, that cleaner. Delirious, yeah, absolutely. I like that cleaner comedy, yeah. you know. Delirious, I mean, you, can, is you can be naughty sometimes, but I'm Delirious not is one prude. of the absolute all time all time greatest. I I and I've talked about this with every other buddy, every other person who has uh, come on the show who's done stand up. About the the recent Chappelle yeah, special, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like I thought that shit was crazy, fucking like yeah. groundbreaking. I but couldn't believe it, you know. But that's always Dave. Like, and Dave's Dave's not gonna change for anyone. Yeah, and I, I, 
commend him for it or but that yeah, could, honestly but like, that could but it, see like like so you were talking about you know Gainesville Gainesville's a very liberal place yeah oh, they, you know? he would not play here that well but I think but I think he would because I think I think people would it's fucking Dave Chappelle yeah day. I get it I, you I know? get it and like as long as he could read the crowd and adjust which I'm sure he I'm sure I mean, oh, the, yeah. the motherfucker's been doing it since he was 13 <laughs> yeah yeah like he was in middle school and his mom was bringing him to clubs like yeah. he, he, he's got that like yeah. I'm I'm sure he would adjust yeah that'd be that'd be but, that'd be wild I mean I uh, I I liked I liked the, the the raunchy stuff or however you want to call it you absolutely know? I mean, the I love that shit I grew up listening to Delirious and you know same here. Um, Richard Pryor, Sam Kinison, you know George Carlin, God yep. love him. Yeah, you know um, every fucking show that fucking beep happens. One of these days, I'm gonna figure out exactly what, what is. is the ding. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea, but it's happened like every show. At some point, something just dings. Somebody write in and let me know what the fuck that That's noise the is. The NSA listening. <laughs> That's them sinking in right now. Well, luckily, we're not we're not talking about anything too risque. Yeah, nothing, so nothing you know, we're just talking about comedy. I don't want to be on a list somewhere. I'm sure I'm already on a list somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely on a list. You know, I I know I've I've said too many things over the years to not be on a list. I mean, I was I was the lead singer of a band for a long time. Oh yeah, you're fucked. I'm fucked. You're fucked. You've said something on stage, yeah. drunk, like, oh yeah, you're definitely on oh. something. I th- one of the worst that I did was, um, I was I was playing a gig in Orlando, and it was it was a really bad house. It was one of those for a band when you walk in and there's tables and chairs everywhere. Yeah, it's it's bad news, mm-hmm. you know. So at some point, I tried to get everybody up out of the chairs, and I I don't know why sticking my dick in somebody's drink would do that, but apparently, I said. You want me to come down there? I'll stick my dick in your drink, and then a this little homage to Eddie Murphy. I said, "You want me to stir it for you?" <laughs> I got I got reprimanded after that one. Yeah, yeah, the that band was a, yeah, they did were not, not like happy. that. <laughs> they were not pleased with that. that I thought the, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's making me laugh, but not for the <laughs> reasons that it should. I'm just visualizing it and how great it's going over. I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking train wreck. Oh. It's a train wreck. So where are you going to be doing? What, what's the future plans? What's the next six months, year look like for Mr. Biddle? Teaching. Yeah. Doing comedy. Pretty yeah. much just in, in Gainesville until summer and then trying to branch out from there. Yeah. So, so you're going you're gonna to do a little a little tour this summer? Yeah, I'm going to try to do all over. Um, but they can anyone wants to look me up, they can check me out at you know, Facebook, Daniel Biddle, or um, Instagram, dbiddle87. Look me up and follow me, and I post everything there. So. Do you have a uh, like that's so that your Instagram is, is mainly your comedy page? Actually, no. Usually, my Facebook's where I put oh, everything. Fa- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just looking me up on Facebook. But Instagram's linked to it, so pretty much if it goes to Instagram, it goes on to Facebook. So that's awesome. Yeah. So where are you gonna? You just gonna stay in Florida this summer? Probably this summer. Yeah, you're like East Coast tour. Head all the way not, up to not, Maine, not. get some lobster or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I might do that next next year. That'd be cool. That's the thing. Just always want to keep keep growing, keep expanding. But where, where do you want to go right now? Like, like where's it? Where just for a fun I vacation? Just, like, fun vacation. Fun Somewhere vacation. Warm. Goddamn it. Warm. 
Yeah, like I love the cold. Well, see, with my I'll genetic disorder, I have something called Reynolds. So, like, my blood doesn't travel as fast. Oh, so it's hard for me to maintain body heat. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so you have I'm a legit like, reason. I'm literally to like hate. a goddamn crocodile. Like, think about this. I have indeterminate growth. Like when I started comedy, I was six two. I was an inch shorter than the door guy. I am the exact same height as the door guy now, and I'm thirty three. <laughs> with the, with this, uh, you'll continue to grow. Yeah, Is well, I haven't stopped it? yet. I haven't stopped. I'm thirty three. I'm lucky, well over the age. Lucky bastard. So like at this point, I think I'm like part alligator. Like I am Florida man <laughs> at this You're point. Florida man. Like I'm cold blooded. I'm still growing. Shit's getting weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got uh, we 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 will definitely be posting any any future stuff you have Absolutely. on, on, on the uh, Portugal Pod Nation. Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those places. Yeah, and, uh, you got to take me to a comedy show. Oh yeah, yeah. What are you What are you here next in town? Do you know? Uh, Not off the top of your head. Yeah, last the last. Um Last Friday of the month, I'll be at Boxcar. Boxcar, where is Boxcar? Yeah. Boxcar Depot, Depot Park. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. You know, like the little Boxcar bar there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Depot Park. Yeah, we actually have a comedy show Who's there. Who's last that? Friday? Uh, that? Adam Brown. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. He's actually awesome. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so the last Friday of this month. Yep. Last Friday of this month. Boxcar. Yep. I'm trying Boxcar. to get Hartwood to let us do a show there. The, actually, this the the last Friday of this month, uh, we'll we'll be sitting down with uh, documentary filmmaker Darren Lane. Well, okay. maybe if be you here. have a different co-host, I will be going to see some comedy. <laughs> oh, snap. That was a power move. Shit. <laughs> wow. Sounds like I'll be, uh, it'll, be it'll just be me and Mr. Mr. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> it'll take care of my wife. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Portugal Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, PortugalPod.com. Give them those. Uh, give them those sites one more time, Daniel. Yeah, you can get me on Facebook at Daniel Biddle and then Instagram dbiddle87. You got it. All right. We'll uh, we'll be seeing you there, man. Go out, get your ass out there in the scene. Check out Daniel and uh, many others. And uh, next week we'll be back here with uh, Darren Lane talking about some filmmaking uh, that he's doing. Filmmaking that he's doing. I always sound like a fucking idiot at the end of these things. Much love to you, Porch Millions, PorchvillePod.com. Subscribe. Love you. Bye.